Good morning, good morning. How are you? It's Eshen Brenda Shoshana, back for another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, The Unshakable Road to Love. Unshakable Road. Usually when we're walking on a road, we think we're going to go somewhere, we're getting somewhere. A road has some kind of destination. The day has some kind of destination. When we think that way, and we do, all of us, including me, then we are shakable. <laughs> the road is shakable. The path is confusing often. Well, to get to my destination, do I turn here? Do I turn there? What if I'm going on and on and I'm not getting anywhere? Oh, you hear that so much in life, especially these days. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm trying so hard. I'm I, I'm going here, I'm going there, but it's not working. I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> and we suffer a lot from that. It's not really funny. We suffer a lot thinking that we're on the wrong road, that we'll never reach our destination. Wow, that's painful and it's prevalent. And what we don't see yet is that we are at our destination every step of the way, every moment. The unshakable road is a road on which there is no place to go. It's an entirely different kind of road, as is Zazen practice which is such a great and beautiful gift to the world to sit without moving, without going anywhere, without reacting to the endless stimuli that accost us within and without. Maybe we're sitting and our arm starts to itch. We want to scratch it, of course, normal, but we don't when we're sitting. We don't move. We do not react to any stimuli. Maybe there's a loud noise outside. A siren could be going by, especially here in Manhattan. We want to put our hands over our ears. No, no, no. No, no, no. Just the siren going by. Be with it. Become one with it. Experience it. See how it comes and see how it goes without any interference from you. In Zazen, we are unshakable. Even if, even if within we're having reactions and feelings, we don't move. We just sit there like a mountain. We practice the unshakable road. I love that. And if we practice it day after day, year after year, decade after decade, Eventually, we, we become unshakable, slowly, slowly, moment by moment. Hardly noticeable that we are, but we are becoming unshakable. We are un- essentially, fundamentally, we are, of course, each one of us is the unshakable road to love. But it's that's not even the right kind of title. It's not that we're the unshakable road to love as if we're going to it. We are love. 
we are unshakable, which is the same as being loving, because when you're unshakable, you're not lashing out, you're not reacting, you're not hating, you're not judging, push condemning. People say, well, you have to judge. Well, that word judge is a, is a tricky word. You ha- Maybe to discriminate, to see clearly, yes. But that's not the same as condemning. By judging, I mean condemning, rejecting, feeling, oh, I'm much better than that person or that experience. So this is a very, very fascinating process to walk on the unshakable road because, you know, when we're walking, it looks as if we're, we do get up eventually from this zazen sitting, the bell rings, and whether we want to continue to sit or not, we must get up and do what's called kinyan, which means walk. And you walk very slowly, and then you walk a little faster, depending, the Rinzai folks can even run at times. But what you do is you just pay attention to the bottom of your feet, to each step. You do not dwell upon your so-called destination. And I say so-called because each step itself is the way, is precious. And we don't want to miss that. We're staying right in the moment with what is actually happening right now. Now that seems, maybe it seems impossible. Maybe it seems silly. Why? Isn't it much more fun and exciting to reach a thrilling destination, to get a huge enlightenment experience or whatever else we sit, to be peaceful and calm, whatever else we sit for. No, 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 don't sit for anything, just sit. And then you are unshakable. Just be fully, thoroughly, totally alive and available and here. completely appreciating and experiencing each step of your life, each moment, even if it's painful. Some moments that come to us, of course, of course, they're shocking, they're painful. They may cause despair, that's okay. The despair is just another moment that arises, that you feel and then it or experience and then it departs. We don't take action upon our despair, throw out everything we've been doing, pack up and leave. Despair will push us in a direction, in a destination that may be a very negative one for us and others. We'll be pushed by the despair if we are not unshakable if we cannot and do not know how to welcome it, feel it, and wait for it to depart, which it will, it will, it will. Action, when action comes, it's very simple action to take the next step, to be present in the moment, to do Kenyan, to walk or live or wash the dishes or take a shower in that manner, not to get clean, but to feel the water on our body. Maybe in the middle of it, even after feeling so much despair a little while ago, you just got up and continued on the unshakable road. 
just continued step by step. Maybe you took a shower, and in the middle of the shower, you felt such gratitude for the feeling of the beautiful water on your shoulders. So a little while ago, despair, and now gratitude, and a little while later, maybe another emotion or experience, not maybe, but definitely will arise, arising, 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 no end to the arising. But on the unshakable road, we do not base our destination or our actions upon what's temporarily arising. Temporary anger, temporary distress, whatever it is, it's temporary. It's a very beautiful and important word. Very, very important. If you if you experience it in the moment, it's just temporary. And you'll realize that because it'll go and something else will appear. And it will go and something else will appear. Now, that's also called the experience of transience, coming and going. And it is said in the Buddhist teachings that one of the great causes of sorrow is transience. That things don't stay, they come, they go. The pain of alternation, of change. But I disagree. Respectfully disagree. I think that's one of the great blessings. <laughs> the great joys. The great causes of hope. The temporary moments. Because when you know they're temporary, you do not act upon them you do not go nuts when they come. You experience them and you know something else is right behind the corner coming up. It's not who you are. The despair is not who you are. The insanity, the confusion, the cruelty, it's not who you are. It's a temporary arising. And when we take it that way, it has really very little power to direct the, co the course of our life, our destinations. So what, well, well, that's an interesting idea, isn't it? So we might say, well, then what does give us our compass? How do we know where we're going? And that's a wonderful question, and it's a koan. And in Zen, a koan is a fundamental question that we drink in and sit with. And But in this case, it's a very, very simple answer. It's very clear. Although it's a very unusual answer. How do we direct the course of our actions? How we, Of course, we don't even direct it, but how do we direct it? How do we know what our destination is? That's a better way to put it. Well... Well, we, each moment is our destination. Nowhere else to go. Mm. Try living that way for just one day. Or better, even just one hour. Nowhere to go. I'm right here. This is my destination. I've arrived. I'm here.
I'm not waiting to figure out what to do next or what to say next or what's going to happen next. Let that all go. Go. Goodbye. I'm right here. This is my destination. And if you had that point of view, that attitude, if you had arrived at your long-waited destination, how would you be in that moment with what was ever going on? You might say, ah, finally. You'd rest. You wouldn't be searching for your destination. You'd be very appreciative that you were there. You would experience it fully. Fully. You wouldn't pass through quickly and look for the next thing. You'd experience it fully. You know what? Here's a funny analogy, a very fun and funny analogy regarding that. How Some people... And I've been hearing it somehow more, which is fun and it's interesting. Oh, my goodness, I really need to meet my soulmate. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of loneliness, of course, these days. Separation, a lot of things changed very quickly. And people, many people seem to want, and naturally, relationships. Very, very good. And then be close, my soulmate, which means someone that I'm deeply connected to. I've been hearing that a lot from different people. So what are you doing these days? Well, I'm looking for my soulmate. That really makes me smile. I'm looking for my soulmate. And I want to ask you, in terms of the same thing, when we are at our destination, what would it be like if every single person you met (laughs) was your soulmate? You felt, oh, this is my soulmate. Here they are. How would you greet them? How would you be in their presence when you were with them? Wow, what a beautiful exercise that is. And I mean everybody. The doorman, the delivery person, the person, the waiter in the restaurant. I mean everybody. Oh, here's my soulmate. What kind of joy would you feel? What kind of deep connection and acceptance of that person would you radiate to them? How would that affect your the exchange the two of you had? And that would include someone you're in a relationship with right now too. What would what what would that do to the interaction if you saw them? Oh, this is my soulmate, meaning I am one with this person, meaning they were the one I was supposed to meet or destined to meet. This is the one intended for me, whatever that would mean to you. How amazing would that be to interact with that person in that way? We don't usually look through those eyes at others. Mostly it's a transactional relationship. Oh, they've come to deliver my groceries or whatever. 
you're not seeing that person. You're seeing a role that you've labeled them with. They are dismissed. They, 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 they're functional. They're transactional. They're here to perform a function. Your soulmate is not transactional, here to perform a function. Your soulmate is someone that you have a deep connection with and that you probably pause or in the silence with, appreciate, take it in, share fully. What a way to describe Zazen, because that is what Zazen practice is. We do that each moment on the cushion, unconsciously and inevitably, with whatever comes. Regard everything in that way, with deep appreciation. Wonder even, wonder, where did you come from? Where are you going? Wonder, not panic, clinging, fear. What will you think of me? You know your soulmate will love you, appreciate you. And so they do. So this is another way of looking at the unshakable road to love and looking at our precious practice of stillness. I call it, you could call it Zazen, which is of course what it is, and to make it maybe more accessible to some, the practice of stillness, of silence, of becoming unshakable. Well, thank you very, very, very much for listening. It's a pleasure, as I always say, to share with you. Uh, the, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to talk to me at all about anything, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And I hope you have a very, very wonderful, unshakable day. Take good care. Bye-bye.